With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dr. Evangelist Deborah Tate, in case you just clicked in, you're listening to a morning cup of word here on live365.com station to crown Jim. We're coming out of Exodus chapter three. The name of our topic is who is the Lord that I should obey his voice. We left off before we went into our musical interlude, Exodus chapter 3, verse 11. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? In other words, what Moses was saying to God, How can I go to the king and bring out these people? And then God answers Moses and tells Moses that he will be Praise the Lord, Saints. My name is Pastor Evangelist Deborah Tate. I'm with Royal Diadem Internet Ministry. And we are the Crown Gym of Cleveland, Ohio, bringing to you the very best, the very best in gospel music. I want to thank you for clicking in and joining me for another Morning Cup of Word here on Live365.com station, the Crown Jam. Our Morning Cup biblical trivia question is this. Who became the Hebrew midwife or the one to take care of baby Moses? Who became the Hebrew midwife or the one to take care of baby Moses? We'll give you a minute to think about that. And the answer is his real mother. And that comes out of Exodus chapter 2 verses 8 through 10. And the word of God says this. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. And the child grew, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she called his name Moses, and she said, Because I drew him out of the water. Our morning cup, faith without works is dead. Meditation is this. May I be sunshine in someone's day today. I will look for ways to lead, help, and support where it is needed. The name of our topic is going to be this morning, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? I did this last week before I went into the hospital, and I want to thank everybody on Facebook for their prayers. But the name of our topic is going to be, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? And I'm going to place emphasis on the word obey. Okay? So keep your PCs, your Androids, and your smartphones locked right here on the Crown Gym of Cleveland, Ohio. Again, I'm your host, Pastor Evangelist Deborah Tate. Now let's listen to an audio version of Exodus chapter 3 coming out of the King James Version. See you 
chapter 3. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land, and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppress them. Come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Who am I, that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee, that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. And God said moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, hath sent me unto you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together, and say unto them, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, appeared unto me, saying, I have surely visited you, and seen that which is done to you in Egypt. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt unto the land of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. And they shall hearken to thy voice, and thou shalt come, thou and the elders of Egypt, unto the king of Egypt, and ye shall say unto him, The Lord God of the Hebrews hath met with us. And now let us go, we beseech thee, three days' journey into the wilderness, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. And I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go, no, not by a mighty hand. And I will stretch out my hand, and smite Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in the midst thereof, and after that he will let you go. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall come to pass that when ye go, ye shall not go empty. But every woman shall borrow of her neighbor, and of her that sojourneth in her house jewels of silver, and jewels of gold, and raiment, and ye shall put them upon your sons, and upon your daughters, and ye shall spoil the Egyptians. And may the Lord add a blessing to the readers, the hearers, and especially the doers of his word. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, in case you just clicked in, my name is Pastor Evangelist Deborah Tate. I'm with Royal Diadem Internet Ministry, and we are the crown gem of Cleveland, Ohio, bringing to you the very best in gospel music. Now, the name of our topic is, Who is the Lord, that I should obey his voice? And again, I'm going to place emphasis on the word, Who? Okay, if you have your Bibles or your devices, turn them with me to Exodus chapter 3, verse 11 through 14. And Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O God, my strength and my redeemer, in Jesus' name, amen. 
in Exodus chapter 3, verse 11 through 14, coming out of the King James Version. And the word of God says this, and Moses said unto God, who am I? Who am I? that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. Verse 12. And he said, certainly I will be with thee and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. Verse 13. And Moses said unto God, behold, and the word behold means to look, take into view. When I come unto the children of Israel and shall say unto them, the God of your fathers has sent me unto you, they shall say to me, what is his name? In other words, they want to know who is the Lord that I should obey his voice. Who is the Lord that I should go with you? Let's read 13 again. And Moses said unto God, behold, and remember the word behold means to look taken to view. When I come unto the children of Israel and shall say unto them, the God of your fathers has sent me unto you. They shall say to me, what is his name? And what shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thus shall thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. Now, once you turn your devices to Exodus chapter 5, verses 1 through 2. Again, we're coming out of the King James Version. And the word of God says this. And afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. Now, one more portion of scripture. Let's now go to Exodus chapter 6, verses 1 through 3, coming out of the King James Version. And the word of God says this, Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shall thy see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. And God spake unto Moses, and said unto him, I am the Lord. God is letting Moses know who he is. He said, I am the Lord. Verse 3, And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, unto Jacob, by the name of God Almighty, but by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. The word Jehovah or Jehovah, if you go to your Strong's, that's H3068. When you see the H, that means it's coming out of the Hebrew. If you see the G, that means they're talking about the Greek. Jehovah, it means the self-existence or eternal. Jehovah is the Jewish national name for God. Now, let me tell you a little bit about the story and what's going on behind the scenes. The Bible tells us that one day, while Moses was taking care of his father-in-law's sheep and goat, who also was a priest in Midian, Moses had led his father-in-law's flock across the desert and came to Sinai, known as the Holy Mountain. It was there that the angel of the Lord happened to appear to him. But the angel of the Lord appears to him as a flame coming from within the middle of a bush. Now, the bush appears to be burning, but it was not consumed or destroyed. And I bet you Moses was thinking to himself, this definitely is out of the ordinary and unexpected. I bet you Moses was thinking, this is slightly odd and even a bit weird. I'm quite certain Moses has seen bushes burning before, but this bush wasn't being consumed. A bush on fire, yet not consumed. Therefore, Moses decides to take a closer look at this unusual and strange bush that is on fire, yet not consumed. When Moses gets closer to the bush, someone calls out, 
to him from within the middle of the bush where it is on fire at and says, Moses, Moses. And Moses answers, here I am. Now, the bush knows who Moses is because the bush is calling out Moses' name. However, Moses does not know who is in the bush or how that person came to know who he is or know his name. It is God who is calling Moses, but Moses does not know this. Therefore, Moses tries to get a little closer to the bush because not only is the bush on fire and not consumed, but the bush knows who he is and is calling Moses by name. Moses gets closer and closer to the bush. Then suddenly God calls out from within the bush and says, do not come any closer. Take off your sandals. Take off your shoes because you are on holy ground. And it's at this point that God starts explaining to Moses who he is and how he relates to Moses and why he is calling Moses. Let's look at Exodus chapter 3 verse 6 coming out of the King James Version. And the word of God says this. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. I can't blame him. Moses now knows who this is he is talking to, because he had heard about this God from others when he used to live in Egypt. In addition, because of what he has heard, from others about who God is he is now fearful where before he boldly went up to the bush that was on fire but not consumed now Moses now is trembling with fear Moses doesn't want to look at God he's looking down at the ground in fact is he's prostrated on the ground his face is in the dirt he does not want to look up on God's face it was at this point that God informs Moses that he had seen how cruelly his people had been treated in Egypt and that he had heard their outcry to be delivered and rescued from the slave drivers in Egypt. Now turn your Bibles to Exodus chapter 3, verse 7 through 8, coming out of the King James Version. And the word of God says this, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reasons of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. Isn't it good to know that God knows your sorrows, that God knows your pain, that he sees your affliction? Verse 8, And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land, and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Prezerites, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, all them ites. God tells Moses that he knows about their suffering. He's seen it. God is letting Moses know that he himself has come down to rescue them from out of the hands of the Egyptian. In addition, God let Moses know that he is not only going to set them free, but God has given them some property. He's given them some land that's going to be their own. God is going to take them to that place of their own. God is, goes on to describe the land to Moses. He tells Moses that the land that he's going to give them is fertile. That means it can grow crop easily. It's spacious. It's got plenty of room. It's a rich land. It's a land of milk and honey. Then God gives Moses the bad news. It is a land where the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Prezizites, the Hittites. I think I said their name before, but I'm going to say it again. The Hittites and the Jezebites now live. Then Moses gets some more bad news. God is going to send him to Egypt to go get his people out of that deplorable condition. However, Moses has low self-esteem. And he feels that he is a nobody and a nothing. And he feels that he is not capable of bringing God's people out of Egyptian bondage. And that's true. He's not capable. But God is. 
Turn your Bibles again now to Exodus chapter 3, verse 11, coming out of the King James Version. And the word of God says this. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? How can I go to the king and bring out the people? Then God answers Moses and tells Moses that he will be with Moses in Egypt. Then God lets Moses know, that the children of Israel are to worship him on the mountain that both of them are on, and that will be their proof that God has sent Moses to them. Wow, I'm thinking to myself, Moses has to get them to come out of Egypt, and Moses now has to get them to the mountain in order to prove that God sent him to them. I'm going to stop right here. Let's go into a musical interlude. I'm your host. My name is Pastor Evangelist Deborah Tate. You're listening to a morning cup of word here on Live365.com. Station the Crown Gym. Selah.
to give birth to a baby she laughs but God responds and says is anything too hard for me and some of y'all have situations that look like they can't be fixed but you have to understand that when I am is in the picture anything is possible I need you to look at somebody and say anything is possible So God says, no matter what it looks like, God says, you're overwhelmed, but Mercy and never would 
Uh, praise the Lord, saints. My name is Pastor Evangelist Deborah Tate. In case you just clicked in, you're listening to a morning cup of word here on Live365.com, Station of Crown Gym. We're coming out of Exodus chapter 3. The name of our topic is 
who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? We left off before we went into our musical interlude, Exodus chapter 3, verse 11. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? In other words, what Moses was saying to God, How can I go to the king and bring out these people? And then God answers Moses and tells Moses that he will be with Moses in Egypt. Then God lets Moses know that the children of Israel are to worship him on the mountain that both of them are on right at that very moment. And that will be their proof that God had sent Moses to them. And like I was saying, I was thinking to myself, wow, Moses has to get all those people, three million people, an estimate, to come out of Egypt, then wander through the desert with them and bring them to the mountain in order to prove that God sent him to them now Moses is like most people today he lacks confidence because he does not know who God is when you see a person doing a lot of talking it's because they lack confidence in who God is and when they lack confidence in God who God is people have a tendency to lack confidence in who they are so they try to how can I say put on a show or an air for others to get attention from others because really they're insecure about who they are and it's not until you know who God is and trust me on this one that you will know who you are because it's in him that you live and move and have your being so Moses is like most people today he lacks confidence he doesn't know who he is because he doesn't know God and you'll find people searching and seeking to find out who they are. They try to find who they are in drugs. They try to find who they are in alcohol. They try to find who they are in their careers. They try to find who they are in the different and many different relationships that they have. But it's not until you know who God is that you know who you are. Let's look at Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. Because I really want you to understand where your confidence comes from. Where your self-esteem comes from. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. Coming out of the King James Version. The word of God says this. And such as do wickedly against the covenant. Shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Now listen what it says again. And such as do wickedly. Against the covenant. Wickedly against the covenant. As such as do wickedly against the covenant. Now last week I talked much. Before I went into the hospital. I talked much about covenant. I told you that the only way to have a covenant. Was to cut. That there has to be a shedding of blood. That the, the name covenant. Also means to cut. I told you that. When God promised Israel the land he first spoke his plans to Abram known as Abraham in Genesis chapter 15 he makes a covenant he comes to Abram by fire Abram sacrifices a a red heifer Abraham sacrifices a ram a lamb turtle doves a dove he cuts them open. He lays them aside. He has to fight off the birds of prey. The fowls are trying to scavenge the meat. God puts Abram in a deep sleep. He comes down in a pillar of fire, consumes up the sacrifice, and then he speaks to Abram and lets Abram now know that I'm going to give you three unconditional covenants. One I'm going to make a great nation out of your loins. Two, I'm going to give you that land over there yonder. And three, all nations shall be blessed by you and through you. Talking about Jesus Christ. But people who do wickedly against the covenant, those that try to come against that covenant, that, and I talked about it on Blog Talk Radio this past Sunday, those that, that, try to fight against Israel are fighting against a blood covenant and they're not going to win. 
and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Now, I want you to notice it says do wickedly against the covenant. Everything that God is doing for Israel is related to a covenant. Everything that God does for you is related through a covenant that you made with God through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when people do evil things to Israel, they're breaking a covenant. And when Israel do evil things, they're breaking a covenant. And when we do evil things, we're breaking the covenant that we made with God through his son, Jesus Christ. And when people do evil things to us, they're breaking a covenant because we have a bond. We have a relationship with Jesus Christ and nobody can come up against that covenant. That's why you see all the mess that's going on. That's why Israel is suffering a little bit too because they got to quit giving up some of their land. They got to say no where they need to say no at. And they need a compromise where they need to compromise at. And they're not doing that. Don't give up your land because you have a covenant relationship and a covenant agreement with God. He wants you to have this land. Now, I don't know why. I don't understand. I just know that in Genesis chapter 15, verse 13, God makes a blood covenant. And that means that that thing will come to pass. And to do contrary to that covenant is breaking God's word. In Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, I like the way Holtman's Christian Standard Bible puts it. He says this with flattery, he will corrupt those who act wickedly towards the covenant. But the people who know their God will be strong and take action. Let's look at Exodus chapter 3, verse 11. So we, we find out that exploits are not necessarily supernatural miracles, but is that we take action. And when we take action, God works with us. Okay, because we're trying to maintain and keep the covenant. Let's look again at Exodus chapter three, verse 11, coming out of the King James Version. And Moses said unto God, who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? Let's look at Exodus chapter three, verse 13, coming out of the King James Version. And Moses said unto God, behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and shall say unto them, the God of your fathers has sent me unto you. They shall say to me, what is his name? What shall I say unto to them in other words he's asking God who are you and God is showing him who are you you're in me and whatever I'm able to do I will do through you because it's in you and it's in me that I am in you and it's in me that you live move and have your being so if you're able to do exports, if you're able to do miracles, it's because I'm with you. Now, if you were to go on your own, you wouldn't make it. But since you're going with God's blessing and you have a covenant and you're fulfilling a purpose and a plan in God's covenant, you're fulfilling his covenant, then God, you'll find that God will be with you. So in other words, Moses was saying unto God, Lord, who are you? And this is not the first time God's people wanted to know who God was. In addition, this is not the first time someone in the Bible asked that question when asked to do something. Let's look at Genesis chapter 32, verse 29, coming out of the King James Version. Version. And the word of God says, and Jacob asked him and tell, said, and tell me, I pray thee thy name. And he said, wherefore is it that thou doest ask my name? And he blessed him there. In other words, Jacob was asking God, who are you? Let's look at Judge chapter 13, verse 18, coming out of the King James Version. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Why askest thou thus after my name, seeing it's a secret? In other words, Moses isn't the first person in the Bible that has asked God, Who are you? Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? And this was the question that Pharaoh asked Moses. But this was an exp when Moses asked this question, who am I? He asked in an expression of doubt and, 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 and fear. But when Pharaoh asked that question, who was the Lord that I should obey his, his voice? He asked it in indignation as, as in defiant as to say, who are you to tell me what to do? 
And he gave the same defiant answer that David gave when he asked Nabal, whose name means fool, for assistance in getting some provision for the men and himself. The Bible states that Samuel had died and all of Israel had came together to mourn and bury Samuel at the home at his home in Ramah, the height. And this would be Israel's last prophet. And the Bible states that after Samuel was buried, David went to the wilderness of Parah. And there was a man from the clan of Cable named Nabal, whose name means fool, who was from the town of Maon, who's, who owned the land near the town Carmel. The Bible tells us that Nabal, Nabal, fool, had a very, very bad temper, but he was a very, very rich man. And his wife Ab Abigail was a very kind and wonderful woman and that he was mean to his wife. He was very self-seeking and he had a very bad temper. Now the Bible lets us know that one day Nabal was sharing or Nabal, excuse me, was sharing sharing his shearing his sheep in Carmel. And David, who was in the wilderness at the time, heard about it and decided to send ten men of ten of his men to go to Nabal to ask for some type of financial assistance or help. David sends pleasant greetings to Nabal or Nabal, blessing him and his family. David lets him know how he and his men had served Nabal and how they had protected his land and sheep with no pay. In addition, they never took anything that belonged to him. And so David asked Nabal for some help because they were coming up on a feast day and that they would accept whatever he was able to give them. And Nabal's answer was this, 1 Samuel, the 25th chapter, the 10th verse, coming out of the King James Version. And Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David? Defiant, who is David? And who is the son of Jesse? There be many servants nowadays that break away every man from his master. So in other words, he was calling David a slave, a runaway slave. And we see this spirit of contempt, ingratitude, and inhospitality manifesting anytime you try to tell somebody about God and they say, who? Who is God that I should obey his voice? In other words, who is God that I should obey his word? And who is God that I should even listen to you? And God is saying, I am that I am. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, coming out of the King James Version, the word of God says, that God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thus shall I say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. Therefore, God tells Moses, I am is who I am. And that is what you must tell them. The one who is called I am has sent me to you. God tells Moses to tell the children of Israel that I am is the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob is being sent to them. Now, the people can pretty much understand a little about God from what they've heard and know about Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. But they won't really truly know God until they know God for themselves. Now, I know many people have heard stories you know, about uh, the Ten Commandments. I know many people have heard stories about other people's relationship and experience with God. But you, you won't really truly know who God is until you have a relationship, a personal relationship with him through his son, Jesus Christ. You won't know who you are until you have a relationship with him through his son, Jesus Christ. You will not be able to do exploits until you know who he is. Because those who know their God shall do exploits. But you have to know your God. In other words, you have to have faith in his divine ability that he will meet all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That many are the afflictions of a righteous man, but he promised to deliver us out of all of them. David said, I was young, but now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread. You got to know who he is. 
Jesus told told his disciples in John chapter 16 verse 33 he said these things I spoke of unto you that in me you might have peace in the world ye shall have tribulation but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. You are able to do exploits. You'll be able to take action. You'll be able to see things resolve when you know who he is. And to me, that's a good morning cup of word. So God tells Moses that the people will listen to him. God is going to tell them, or better yet, God is going to show them who he is. Because God is getting ready to reveal himself to them with signs and wonders and he's going to be working these signs and wonders through Moses look at Exodus chapter 3 verse 16 through 18 coming out of the King James Version he says this go and gather the elders of Israel together and say unto them the Lord God of your fathers the God of Abraham of Isaac of Jacob appeared unto me saying I have surely visit you and seen that which is done to you in Egypt verse 17 and I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt unto the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Prezizites, the Hittites, the Jezebites, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Verse 18, and they shall hearken to my voice, and thou shalt come, thou and the elders of Israel, unto the king of Egypt, and ye shall say unto him, The Lord God of the Hebrews has met with us. Now let us go, we beseech thee, three days' journey into the wilderness, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. I like it the way the New Living Translation says this. Now notice, God tells Moses, they shall hearken to my voice. The New Translation says this, the elders of Israel will accept your message. Then you and the elders must go to the king of Egypt and tell him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us. So please let us take a three-day journey into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. The elders will accept your message. They will, I like the way the New American Standard Bible says, They will pay heed to what you say. In other words, they will obey the voice of the Lord. They will pay heed to what you say. They will accept your message. They shall hearken to my voice. I like the way this other um, translation says, they shall hear thy voice. So God tells Moses that he will use his power. Moses will be able to do exploits because he shall know who God is. He shall know who God is. And because he knows who God is and God's going to teach him who he is, he will give Moses power. He will endue Moses with power. And, and that power, he will use it. And when Israel does leave, they will leave with respect and they will leave with the riches of the Egyptian people. God also lets Moses know that Pharaoh will not be so easy to hearken to his voice. Pharaoh will not be so easy to hear his voice. Pharaoh will not be so easy to take heed to what he says. Pharaoh will not accept the message. Pharaoh will not hearken to the voice of the Lord. Pharaoh will say, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? And even after God gives Moses all of that, because Moses doesn't know who God is. Moses still is not convinced that he is able to do the job by getting the people out of Egyptian bondage. And God by now is getting a little upset because it's like, man, where are you going to see a burning bush talking to you? And you don't believe yet? I'm in a bush. There's a, there's a bush on fire here now. And it's talking to you and you still don't believe. And God is getting a little upset with Moses. So God gives Moses a practice run of the miracles because God is trying to get Moses to understand who he is. Now I'm going to tell a lot of people, when I first got saved and I was a baby saint, I used to watch God do miracles like bam, 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 boom. But as I mature in the Lord, as I grew in the Lord, the miracles come far and few in between. Because God wants me to trust in just his word. Just trust in his voice. Okay? And it's a wicked and perverse generation that looks for signs. 
So God is kind. He understands. He's a little ticked, but he understands that Moses needs a little practice run of the miracles. So God tells Moses to throw down his walking stick or staff, and it turns into a snake. He tells Moses, pick the snake up by the tail, which means it symbolizes Israel coming to the end of their Egyptian bondage. Because the pharaohs, what they used to do is they used to have the sign of a cobra, serpent, as their crown. Our crown are gems and, and gems and, and jewels. The name of this ministry is called Royal Diadem, the crown gem. But on the pharaoh's headset, on his crown, was a, was a cobra. In addition to some other wonderful works God will do, he's showing Moses these things. Because he, he, he let Moses know that I'm going to do exploits through you if you know who I am. So that Pharaoh be forced with a mighty hand to let go of the children of Israel. So we see that even after Moses sees the burning bush, Moses is still not convinced that God is who God says he is. God wants you to know that you're a sinner and that you're in need of a savior and that acceptance or refusal will determine your destiny. That there's a hell you want to shun. There's a heaven you want to seek after. And all you have to do is just ask Jesus to come into your life. That's all you have to do is ask Jesus to come into your life. You don't ask Jesus to come into your life because you're perfect. You ask Jesus to come into your life because you need help. That's it. You know, some people would like to throw up in other people's faces uh, the things, the mistakes they made. But what are you doing about the mistakes you've made? Are you, do you have them covered with the blood? Have you asked Jesus to come into your life and cleanse you? Because that's the only person that can help you is Jesus. It is in him that we live, move, and have our being. And all you have to do is just say, Lord Jesus, please come into my life. I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I'm in need of a Savior. Please come into my life in Jesus' name. You're not, you know, a lot of people, they, they, I don't know, what they, they, you know, we're going to expose you for who you, let me tell you something. I didn't get saved because I was perfect. I didn't get saved because I didn't have shortcomings in my life. I got saved because I do have shortcomings in my life. And I realize that I need a savior. I'm not capable of being perfect. And I find out that the people that are going around trying their best to expose people are the biggest devils there are. Because if you're busy concentrating on what you need to do and you do what's right, and let God concentrate on those that you think that you're trying to expose, okay? People like, anytime you want to get into church, the first thing they call themselves trying to do is expose you. Expose you for what? I'm not preaching um, because I'm perfect. I'm preaching because I'm trying to stay kept. That's what AA got that from, from, from the church first, you know, by giving their testimony. They, they keep from drinking. I preach to stay kept. And I preach to win souls twofold. Now I want you to say after me, Lord Jesus, please come into my life. I admit that I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a savior. Please, Lord, forgive me of all of my sins and transgressions in Jesus name. Amen. And then I want you to go out and tell somebody. I'm going to tell you why. Because the Bible says if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be the same. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek for the same Lord over all his rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And to me, that's a good morning cup of word. I've been your host. My name is Pastor Evangelist Deborah Tate. You've been listening to a morning cup of word here on Live365.com, station the crown gem of Cleveland, Ohio. And we're going to keep on talking about Exodus, and we're going to keep on talking about covenant, because I really believe in order to have a strong walk with God, you've got to understand who covenant, what covenant you have with him, and you have to understand who he is in order to understand who you are. And to me, that's a good morning cup of word, and I'll see you tomorrow. See you
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.